Blast Radius Woods Ball Podcast, Episode 209. This is the podcast where you'll find out more about Woods Ball, recreational paintball, and scenario games. My name is Wayne. In this episode, we welcome a new field correspondent to the team here at Blast Radius Woods Ball Podcast. Andrew Casey has filed his first field report, and you'll hear that today. Also, we've got two reports from Fooly Bear, also known as Jason Leinberger. The one and only. Uh, so, Ben, as you know, I am a, a big hockey fan. And uh, I was watching a game the other day, and one of the, the commentators began to, to talk about a little bit of hockey history and describing one of the significant moments in that sport's uh, evolution. So after I heard about that, I, wanted, I started to think about how that related to paintball. So I wanted to, I wanted to read this to you. I found a little, little research article here. Uh, yeah. Hockey <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know how you feel about hockey. I know how you feel. Uh, um, but, we could play hockey here today. It's only 31 degrees C. Yeah, C, though. It's a lot. Yeah, big difference. All right. Let me... Um, so here's a, here's a little bit of hockey history for you. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> yes, I, I got the point. I got the point. Uh, it was not until 1959 that goaltenders wore masks full time. On November 1st, 1959, Canadian's goaltender Jacques Plante was struck in the face by a shot from Andy Bathgate. So this is back this is back before they started wearing masks on the on the on the ice. So Plant had previously worn his mask in practice, but his coach had refused to permit him to wear it in a game, fearing that it would inhibit his vision. After being stitched up, Plant gave his coach an ultimatum, refusing to go back out onto the ice without the mask, to which the coach obliged, not wanting to forfeit the game. Uh, since back in those days NHL teams did not carry backup goaltenders. After that Plant went on a long, unbeaten streak while he was wearing his mask, which stopped when he was asked to remove it for a game. So he donned the mask for the rest of his career. So, again, that's a Wikipedia article about the uh, the history of, um, of of the goaltender mask. So a couple of things struck me about this. One of the things that, that stood out to me was that it was the player who demanded this change. The player is the one who said, I've got to have this safety equipment. This is silly. Not the NHL. The league didn't enforce this. The coach was uh, was against it. So if you feel strongly about something that impacts your own safety, make sure you speak up for yourself. And on a larger scale, in kind of a, a more broad paintball perspective, we've got to regulate ourselves because we don't have an overall governing body. We don't have an overall league that controls everything that has to do with paintball. So we've got to do our part to promote safe and legal paintball every time you play, every place you go, whether that's in an organized field where you're going to pay and play, or if you're out playing Renegade out in the uh, out in the wilderness someplace. Do your part. Cool. 
Craig from Mango Hill Paintball or Mango Hill Skirmish. Uh, he contacted me on on uh, Bill's Paintball. He handles Heavy C on there. Uh, he started a, a club out there at Mango Hill called the Hillbillies. Um, he's got um, he's got a really cool uh, uh, club happening out there. He gets a really good rollout. He's got uh, uh, he listens to the podcast. You know, he's trying to get a, a bit of a bushball league. Uh, happening again. Apparently he's got some sponsors in the works. I don't really know how far along ago that is but um, we've tried to have Bushball Leagues formed in, in Brisbane before so let's hope that he uh, that he gets it off the off the ground and um, when he's uh, when he's ready to rock we'll get him on the show. Yeah, sounds good. All the best to Craig and uh, it's always good to hear about new leagues popping up. Absolutely. So for paintball events on your calendar, we're already starting to hear about some big games and scenario events that are being scheduled for 2012. We'll bring you more details about that in a future episode. And now, here's Andrew. Hey listeners, uh, I just got back from my latest paintball trip from Barry Paintball and uh, I just wanted to share something I learned with you guys. Okay, so people, at least where I play paintball, are always concerned with upgrades, gadgets, all that kind of stuff for their marker. I understand this because, you know, I want them too. And uh, I just browse the web sometimes for hours at a time daydreaming about them and how better, how much better they would make me. But while I was browsing, I realized something. I may not need them. I may not need the latest gadget or upgrade. There's so many cool pieces of equipment out there, like laser sights, scopes, upgraded loaders, bipods, and other cool things. Most, upgra- most upgrades for markers really don't help you unless you know paintball. Before you spend a lot of money on your marker, figure out what kind of player you are. It may not give you the ad- advantage to spend more than your opponent, but knowing the game better may give you the edge you need for more success. Experience is worth way more than any upgrade or gadget, although it is very cool to have all the gear. Barry Paintball, Andrew Casey for Blast Radius Woodsball Podcast. Good stuff. Thank you, Andrew, for that report. We look forward to hearing more from you. Ben, he's only 13 years old. Uh, what, what did you think about his editorial comments there? I thought it was excellent for, for his first go. He's, he's done really well. It was an excellent job. I really liked it. And I'm, I think he's very observant. The fact that uh, you know the difference between gear versus experience is—he's uh, right on. He's he's definitely Absolutely. hit the mark. So uh, look forward yep. to hearing more from Andrew. Good stuff, Andrew. Up next is a guy who's a real pro when it comes to filing reports from the field here on the show. Philly Bay is a real. <laughs> <laughs> no, hang on. Fooly Bear is the best. <laughs> Here he is, Jason Fooly Bear Lineberger. Hi there, it's Fooly Bear for Blast Radius Woods Ball Podcast. I'm on my way home from an incredible paintball event today at Line of Fire Paintball Fields in Western North Carolina, www.lofpb.com if you'd like to check out their website. Been playing the Monty Python theme day and they had some really creative missions from battles against the Vorpal Bunnies with holy hand grenades involved to uh, 
pushing the Trojan Rabbit, which, by the way, is about nine feet tall and can contain three or four players, uh, to collecting body parts in the Bring Out Your Dead mission using wheelbarrows, fighting against invincible Black Knights and King Arthurs. There were knights who say knee. There was um, the wizard on the bridge, a really fun and lighthearted paintball game. And I'm here with special guest and my favorite person to play paintball with, my very own daughter. How was your experiences at this game? What kind of stories do you want to tell us? This game was definitely the funnest game I've played because it was just so unique and plus I love Monty Python and every every single mission was crazy and high adrenaline and you just are out there. Was there any particular moment in the day that really stands out for you? Uh, yes, when I was a, one of two people in the city against about six other other team members who were trying to take over the entire city and I'm sitting there holding them back with no paint. <laughs> so I hear, hear these guys talking as I'm walking off the field and they said, hey, we never did take the city till the very end of the game because we're being stopped by a girl. <laughs> it was great. Um, all day long she was right there with me even after I run in, ran in front of everyone like I have a tendency to do. Uh, look over and there she is slinging paint side by side. Uh, an awesome, awesome day of paintball. And my daughter Galaxy, aka Fully Cub, is uh, quite the social media person herself. Fully Cub, you want to plug some of your social media right now? Yes, I have a Twitter account if anyone wants to follow me. It's Maddie Galaxy, spelled M-A-D-D-Y-G-A-L-A-X-Y. I'll be tweeting about this game and any future paintball games I go to as well. Next up on my calendar will be the Delphi at Boss Paintball featuring some uh, some interesting generals. Kevin Shimwell from Adventure Beach Paintball is going to be generaling one side and Billy Ford, Green Man from Team ODX is going to be generaling the other. I also had a great chance today to play with some of my uh, students, some of my campers from Paintball Camp this summer and they were amazing. It was really good to play with them and just to see how their skills have grown. They've really uh, matured into some excellent players. And uh, Fully Cub and I will be playing our next game together if we don't get one before then. But our next scheduled game together will be Full to Gap 2011. It's going to be crazy. Command Decisions War Game Center. We're expecting to break a thousand players this year. Paintball Insanity. If you're anywhere on the East Coast, Full to Gap is a must play paintball event. Until next time, it's Fully Bear for Blast Radius Woodsball Podcast. This is Fully Bear for Blast Radius Woodsball Podcast. This weekend, I'm at Boss Paintball, and I'm playing a one-day scenario titled The Delphi. This sci-fi-based scenario centers around a crashed spacecraft, and like all the games recently in the past couple years at Boss, especially games put on by the local field scenario team, Scenario Powerhouse Boss Company, the game 
is full of interesting new twists on Scenario Paintball. One of the things I really like about Boss Company and their events is these guys are just never satisfied. This field is constantly in flux. New structures are being built. There's a pirate ship on the, on the field that the interior might as well be a maze. Uh, it's a close quarters battle nightmare, pretty much. Or dream, depending on how you look at it. There are structures all over the field, and the field is wide enough that, and, and thick enough at parts that you can make some long, sweet flanking moves. Uh, you've got some urban-style locations and definitely some gullies to crawl through and some thickets. Lots of good woodsball action here at Boss Paintball. This game has, as uh, per usual for a Boss Company event, has some cool twists to it. There are no missions for the game. Rather, all the points for the game are based on props. So the field is seeded with props, some of which can be combined to form more powerful objects. For instance, the power cells combine with the battery case, if you get enough of them, to allow people to instantly regenerate, uh, respawn. Basically, it creates a medic if you find enough parts. There, are, there is also sci-fi power armor on the field, and once a player puts it on, they have 10 minutes of invincibility. Or 10 minutes of pain, depending on how you look at it. A player in power armor can only be eliminated with pink paint, and there are pistols with pink paint that can be had by either team. There are also these sort of uh, sci-fi wormhole portals, basically uh, represented by um, PV. PVC doorways, they allow, it's essentially a, a helicopter, a scenario helicopter. They allow teams to go in a portal in one part of the field, exit the portal in the other part of the field, and in transit they are invulnerable, but a player shooting through the portal can hit them. So both sides have to be clear for a successful transport. Another boss company specialty is the mobile respawn point. This game has really seen the use of those. Uh, our mobile respawn, I'm, I'm playing for the red side, our mobile respawn point was quickly moved up to uh, one of the large city areas on the field, and about an hour ago was moved even closer to the enemy base to enable our big uh, offensive as we got right up, pretty much right up on the yellow team's base. But they used their power armor and their invulnerable character not only ran around barrel tagging uh, just about everybody on our side, destroying our entire offensive, but then uh, later uh, was able to eliminate our mobile respawn, forcing us to go all the way back to our base, which is far back on the field. And that one player's actions opened up uh, a counteroffensive on his side. After the first couple hours of play, I was beginning to get worried that Yellow wasn't going to fight back because we were all in their side of the field collecting props at will. Uh, we had our own portal, we had power armor, we had everything we needed in the game. But they built a shield and they got the power armor, came back with a nice counteroffensive and pushed us out of their side of the field nicely making the game a little more balanced. I'm out here in the staging area now and I see red players all over the place. So that gives me hope that it's going to be a hard-fought afternoon. Everybody seems to be having fun. 
One edge that my team has is we have some of the best tactical teams in the Mid-Atlantic region playing for our side. One of the, some of the most coordinated teams. We have ODX, Tango Alpha. We have Team Boxer, one of the best, uh, in terms of communications, one of the best teams in the game as far as I'm concerned. And Shadow Dragon Initiative. So four well-coordinated, all those small groups here at the field, those really enabled us at the beginning of the game to take a major advantage and, and grab a lot of real estate. So I'm glad that Yellow is using the rules of the game. And another thing I can say about Boss is the refs on the field are all seasoned players and they're not afraid to get right in the middle of things. Looking out there today, I never caught them just sort of holding onto their phones and sitting on a log or walking around where there's nothing going on. They are always in the midst of the action, always making the calls, moving in, and they really understand the rules of the game. And it's a pleasure as a scenario player to go to a field where not only is the game well refed, but it's refed by people who really understand what they're doing. I'm having a great time today at Boss Paintball. You should check out their upcoming calendar of events and click on the link in the show notes to find out what's going on at Boss in the near future. For Blast Radius Woodsball Podcast, this is Fully Bear. You're listening to the Blast Radius Woodsball Podcast. Anytime you want to contact us with feedback or show ideas, you've got a few ways you can do that. Send us an email, studio at brwp.net. Call the studio line on 303-952-0274. You can also contact us on Twitter, Facebook, or Skype. Or you can post on our forum. You can get to there by our website, brwp.net. The music you heard in this episode was downloaded from IOTA PromoNet. You heard Punch It by Paul Aslinger from Death Race Soundtrack. To find out more about that track, you can click over to the show notes on our website. We're glad you've tuned into the show today. Since 2006, we are your independent paintball podcast resource. My name is Wayne, and on behalf of my co-host Ben, thanks for clicking on Blast Radius Woodsball Podcast. Play hard, play safe, and have fun. Let's see, edit that shit out. I don't think I can. (laughs) (laughs) You've been listening to a Lucky Six Productions podcast.